Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to the early line. We are live right here on Sports Good. I'm Kevin Walsh joined by Donnie right side. Little delayed start. Still ready to get after it. Donnie, how are we feeling? Very good. I guess it's truly a football Friday now, Kevin, since we had an NFL game, if that's what you want to call it, last night of what we watched between the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it's back in our life. It's here all the way through the Super Bowl. Hello, football season. Good morning out there. There certainly was an NFL game last night. The Pittsburgh Steelers win the Hall of Fame game 16-3. Comfortable cover for the Steelers despite not scoring in the first half of that football game. And the game ends up comfortably going under as well. Do I have complaints about this total that I backed? It's a preseason game. You can't have complaints. Of course I have complaints because... Boy, oh boy, was this a welcome reminder that kicking is miserable. The first half had three missed field goals, and we missed the first extra point of this game. Donnie, before we even dive into any takeaways that we might have on some of the players, the kicking sent shivers down my spine thinking about this season getting underway. It was, yes, you're all correct, too, because I remember last night on In Play Sports Tonight, one of your comments before the game started, regular kickers out there tonight? And I'm like, yeah, I think so here. Whoa, were we surprised by that? Because every no. single time they lined up for, A, an extra point, a short field goal, whatever they were doing out there, it was certainly like a wild sports world where the ball was flying way left, way right, and you're just scratching <laughs> your head. And, of course, it is very painful, you're correct, because every point matters. And when you're missing chip shot field goals, how many times, Kevin, in the regular season, you have a total in a game? And in a second quarter, they miss a field goal. Like, I'm done. I'm done. There's no chance. I have mm-hmm. no shot here to actually win this total. So welcome into the NFL season. They gave it to us correctly last night. The kicking game was a mess. The quarterbacks couldn't complete passes. But that's what you get out of the first game of the preseason. It was good to have it back and watch it on TV. But, you know, betting purposes-wise, hey, if you had the under, boy, you hit that pretty easily. It was a wild game. I remember it was 3 nothing, And I'm like, I absolutely should not be able to register a single complaint, yet here we are. First and goal on the five-yard line, ends in a field goal. First and 10 on the 12-yard line, blocked field goal. That's supposed to be a chip shot. Chase Claypool, like one of the, I don't know, three 
players that's worth anything that started in this game dropping easy third down conversions. I mean, it was an absolute disaster out there. All you can really do is smile through it. I'll ask you, though, Donnie, in terms of the Steelers quarterbacks, Mason Rudolph versus Dwayne Haskins, how relevant is a backup quarterback battle? Look, not super relevant. The Steelers are probably going to be really struggling if it's not Ben Roethlisberger behind center, but up in age, could potentially deal with injuries here. Mason Rudolph first, Dwayne Haskins. No major takeaways from either one of these guys, right? No, no major takeaways, but I think they're comfortable with their quarterback room, Kevin. Obviously, you have Big Ben Roethlisberger coming back, didn't play last night, and starting quarterbacks aren't going to play a whole heck of a lot here in the preseason. But from Ben's perspective, you know, losing the weight, seemingly coming back in better shape, you do have capable backups. And what I mean by that is not like if Big Ben goes down, Mason Rudolph leads you to a championship. But they've been there, done that. They've been around the NFL. They're not going to get scared by going in a football game or, you know, not be able to call the play in the huddle and get up to the line and make those line adjustments. Oh, no, it's 2021. There's fans back. Back in the stands, I can't hear anybody. Those guys will be used to it at that point. So I did like what I saw out of the entire quarterback class here from the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday. It was a very vanilla scheme, but at no time mm-hmm. did I look at Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, and Josh Dobbs say, oh my goodness, these guys shouldn't be in the NFL. Now the Dallas Cowboys side, Kevin, that's another story. You know, it's great because the Dallas Cowboys also started off this game clicking on all cylinders. Garrett Gilbert, what a star. Cooper Rush, not so bad. Donnie, I'll let, you know, I mean, the floor is yours. Your guy, Ben DiNucci. Interception, 7 of 17. Not good from Ben DiNucci. But he did scramble around, Kevin. Two carries for 34 yards for an average of 17 yards per carry. But that was the guy I wanted to watch last night to see how we would do. But your point is well taken. If we watch the first half where Dallas had a 3 nothing lead into the half, it was apparent to me on when both teams got the football early, Dallas was moving it between the 20s here and looked fairly well doing it. Now, I don't know if they schemed a little bit better with those swing passes and saying, hey, look, they're going to run a vanilla scheme on defense. Let's just see if we can move the football, dial up some real football plays that we might use in 2021. I thought they played well, but obviously as the game went on, the Steelers overall were the better football team, and it doesn't really come as a surprise. When you take a look at Mike McCarthy, okay, decent head coach in the NFL, but they don't take the preseason as serious as the Steelers do. Mike Tomlin, since he's been in the NFL as a head coach, one of the better records, excuse me, winning records, and certainly covering records in preseason football. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a surprise to many, because as you said also, Kevin, across social media yesterday, was anybody on the Dallas Cowboys? So I have to feel like if you were betting or if you were, you know, the FanDuel Sportsbook, most people probably had the Pittsburgh Steelers and cashed in on that ticket. At least that's what we were feeling from the notions out there. Yeah, it certainly seemed like it was a Pittsburgh-heavy game. The first half was kind of, yeah, we've seen this movie before. But then it just kind of caught up to him, and Pittsburgh was able to finish the deal. And uh, Dallas remained uncompetitive on the offensive side of the ball after squandering a couple of first-half chances here. But speaking of Dallas Cowboys quarterbacks here, Don, I want to transition to some of the news and notes that we're hearing. Yesterday, this was a Fox game. Jay Glazer, one of the premier NFL reporters, had some very interesting updates. And one of the first ones was around Des- Dak Prescott. There's a lot of optimism that he will be star week one for this team they're saying that the shoulder injury that he's battling they're talking to the Texas Rangers training staff more so than their own because it's more of a baseball injury don't love that I just think Donnie it's one of those things where okay it's good you're optimistic but the fact that it's not 100% guarantee that this guy is their week one starter maybe is being a little bit under discussed 
I really think it is because when you first heard it, Kevin, if anybody's been around football and since football started, arm fatigue is very true in the preseason and also through camp. Again, that's why you sign like five quarterbacks to get through so your starting quarterback doesn't have to throw 70 to 80 passes every single time you take the field in practice. Now, the issue came up with, with on that tweet, which was very interesting. They reached out to the Texas Rangers. Now, again, keep in mind, as I just said, Camp arm, as we like to call it for quarterbacks, is a very frequent and common thing. Hey, coach, threw a lot yesterday. My arm's sore today. No problem, Dak. Just take the day off. We'll take it easy. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Now, instead of turning into a day or two, it's turning into a week or two and maybe two to three weeks. Kevin, I don't think that's just dead camp arm where you need three weeks off at this point. I think there might be some minor structural damage where they're playing it slow, saying, hey, rest, and it should be able to heal itself. Week one will be fine. But this isn't your normal standard, hey, I threw a little bit too many reps yesterday, and I'm a little bit sore in my arm. This seems to be a little bit deeper than that, and that gives reason for pause here. If you're looking at Dallas Cowboys futures, we talked about Dak Prescott going over. His prop total needs about 5,000 yards on the season. The last thing you want is him to have what I like to call Drew Brees' arm, where over the first three weeks, you could see, hey, wait a second, it doesn't look like it's that snap. And now we're in week nine and 10. He just, that arm strength isn't coming back. Dak Prescott is a big quarterback with a rocket arm. And for that offense to move like we think it's capable of moving, all throws have to be available for Dak Prescott. Not like, hey, boy, do I want to load up for this 50 yard or do I just dump it down into the flat on this play? And I think for that reason, Dallas probably would err on the side of caution considering they lost Dak for obviously the large majority of last season, Donnie is not, you know, much of a week one better. I'll tell you this right now. If I told Donnie Dak's not going to play week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's putting Tampa minus six and a half in his back pocket. If by chance you are someone that is looking at this early week one slate and you like Tampa laying six and a half, maybe not for a full unit, a best bet size, half a quarter open yourself up to that six and a half because donnie if dak doesn't play week one tampa is laying double digits at the minimum not even and it's and it wouldn't even be a close game you're, you're looking at one of those what kevin 27 to 10 type ball games that you would enter into you're absolutely right when the quarterback is out and he's the key to the dallas you know cowboys futures and also win totals this season if he's not playing that football game i think they get beat up pretty good yeah, so something, and again, Tampa could very well cover even if he does play the game. So not, you know, a bad little risk there if you'd like to take it. A lot more NFL updates to give you. That's where we start things off here on the early line on a Friday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside will be back right here on SportsGrid. Loser is such a hard... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the early line. I want to keep going through some of these NFL news and notes here. A lot of interesting stuff going on. Just talked about, again, the NFL Hall of Fame game that really started the season, if you will. I'm sure some folks getting involved for a preseason game for the first and last time of the preseason. (laughs) We gave you an update on Dak Prescott, but look, not the only quarterback that we need to talk about, not the only quarterback in the state of Texas. Donnie, the Deshaun Watson stories keep coming in but I mean what a mixed bag we woke up yesterday morning trade talks heating up with the Texans and the Eagles then there's the trade talks have not even been remotely moving with the Texans and the Eagles the most recent update if you're just going to go off of what Jay Glazer brought to the table on that Fox broadcast last night is now the Texans are not answering phone calls from other teams in this league holding out hope that Deshaun will change his mind and want to remain in Houston. It's all posturing at this point. And as we say in the industry where there's smoke, there is certainly fire. Somebody is feeding information to national guys saying there's close to a deal, and somebody then is feeding saying that we're not close to a deal. Let's just take it on its face value, right, Kevin? If you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, it's pretty clear to me they're in the hunt for a superstar quarterback, and they have the ammunition to go out and get it. It's clear since day one when Deshaun Watson wanted out of Houston, Philadelphia, Denver, you know, and there was a time like in the offseason before the moves were made, the Los Angeles Rams, the San Francisco 49ers would be all in. And who wouldn't want Deshaun Watson on the field? Now, the question comes into it when you're looking at heading into an NFL season, particularly from the Philadelphia Eagles perspective. They haven't given Jalen Hurts that whole backing in the offseason because it's very easy to quiet rumors, Kevin, isn't it? If you're the Philadelphia Eagles as a franchise, the minute the season ends and you trade Carson Wentz, most times times the head football coach the GM and whoever answers the question goes you kidding me we traded Carson Wentz because Jalen Hurts is the guy here we drafted him in the second round because he is the future of this franchise and now he's going to take center stage we never heard that at all Kevin so then all throughout the offseason with the Sean Watson now says he wants out at this point everybody continues to go to the Philadelphia Eagles and say well what are you thinking here Howie Roseman's been in front of the mic multiple times in training camp. The players get in front of the mic constantly there. The head coach is in front of the mic constantly. Have you ever heard one time one of those guys say, you know what, I I don't understand where these Deshaun Watson rumors are coming from. We've never called the Texans. Our quarterback Hmm. is Jalen Hurts. That is our guy for this year and into the future. End of story. You don't hear that. So the Flames continue to feed behind closed doors because also from an Eagles perspective, and the reason why we're talking Eagles is because that's probably the most likely landing spot at this point if Deshaun Watson is going to get traded this year. You're still talking back and forth to get involved in this, and it doesn't make any sense not to. The simple fact they haven't put the rumors to rest means they're still trying to jockey for position. And using the media from a Houston perspective, knowing they're talking to other football teams, we're not even taking any calls, which is code for you better up the ante for what we want. And then we'll say, Kevin, we're picking up the phone at that point. Yeah, I and I want to expand on the Jalen Hurts portion of it for sure. But, I mean, look, the Eagles are trying to flirt with you. Hey, it could be Flacco. It could be Nick Mullins. Like, they will not commit to Hurts. And uh, we'll talk about, like, some of the odds that you could maybe get involved with in that respect. 
this is where I think things are with Watson right now. Because all you can, as Donnie's doing right, all you can do is just read the tea leaves and read the tea leaves. The Eagles are interested. The question you have to ask yourself is, does Philly want Deshaun Watson? Or do they want Watson at this discount because of all of the disarray that is going on with him? That's a very slippery slope here. Again, there's a world in, in which some folks just wouldn't even want this guy a part of their organization full stop right now, no matter what comes out moving forward. I, I mean, look, Donnie and I are a couple of Eagles fans. I'm, I'm not going to get into any of that right now. It's, it's just not really worth it. But that is a part of this as well. The Eagles are not going to be willing to ante up, as Donnie said, for a player that might miss a season. But again, if you're the Houston Texans, how do you trade Deshaun Watson for pennies on the dollars? You really can't. Like, that's just, I, it's almost as if, Donnie, at this point, getting back one first-round pick for Watson is maybe just as bad as him being suspended and you getting nothing back. And I think that's why te- the, the Texans are trying to hold firm because they're like, listen, if this guy never plays again, then that's the situation. But we're not going to give up what I would probably tell you if you move the off-field stuff away, the second most valuable quarterback from an age and talent perspective in the league for one first-round pick, they probably just can't do that. Exactly. Looking at Aaron Rodgers, you know, heading into his 40s here, and that's a, like, hey, maybe he has two to three good years left. If Deshaun Watson is happy and healthy, Kevin, that's probably at least a decade worth of very good football, which you would trade multiple first-round picks for. But also, let's keep in mind, you know, the teams that are going to bring him in, this is not Kevin Durant tearing his ACL, leaving Golden State and going to the Nets and going, hey, we just gave him a max contract. We hope he gets back on the field rehab-wise. This goes a lot deeper than that. And the NFL is a business. And the first thing you want to do with your business is keep the money pouring in without any objections from the outside. Everybody knows Deshaun Watson is a sensational football player, but he's going to bring a lot of baggage to whatever organization you go to, and the owner is going to have to answer to it. Now, if you keep in mind about what, a decade ago or so, Michael Vick going to the Philadelphia Eagles straight out of getting out of prison as sort of a rehab. And the Eagles and Tony Dungy got together along with the NFL say, hey, look, we can do some good out of this. Take Michael Vick under your wing, Andy Reid. You're the one organization that can probably do this. Jeffrey Lewis was great out front of it saying, hey, we don't condone what happened here, but every person deserves their own right to rehabilitate not only their image, but their professional career. And Michael Vick did a wonderful job for the Philadelphia Eagles once he came back. So there is a standing in Philadelphia of sort of rehabbing a player back, but this is much differently here. There has been no penalty assessed yet. There has been no grand jury coming up with indictments. There, the lawsuits are out there but they're personal lawsuits as opposed to criminal at this time there's so much going on behind the scenes because if you are a organization your gm your front office and your owner have to be on the same page because an owner is just isn't going to let their gm make a trade for this and not inform hey by the way we picked up the sean watson whoa now i got to answer the sponsors i got to answer to off the field i'm going to be on camera Mm -hmm. for the next 30 days and also keep in mind the players in your organization go from hey what do you think about your season in 2021 to what do you think about Deshaun Watson coming to town? Is that any distractions? There's a whole lot that goes into this Deshaun Watson deal, Kevin, outside of just his extreme talent on the football field. And for those that maybe then say, well, then why are the Eagles even entertaining this? Because right now they have an edge, not only in the amount of assets they have, they are one of at most two teams that are in the market for a quarterback because it's August. Everybody knows who their starting quarterback is except for apparently the Philadelphia Eagles and maybe <laughs> the Denver Broncos. But let's talk about the guy that is supposed to start a quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts. 
I think that Jalen Hurts can be good. I think that Jalen Hurts can be the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles for the foreseeable future. With that being said, the FanDuel Sportsbook has up right now on nearly any relevant quarterback season-long passing props and for rushing quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts, a season-long rushing total. Here is the important thing to note about these numbers because where the book will have an advantage over you is they do not need to say must play X number of games caveat because they know you want to bet the over and they win when players get injured or players get benched. Donnie, Jalen Hurts' season total passing yards number is 3750 and a half if you told me he was going to play 17 games okay yep i think i'd probably lean towards the over donnie he might not start a game for this eagles team and this could become the most hilarious easiest bet of your life on an under on his season-long passing total Exactly, and if you're expecting a trade to go down with the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm pretty sure that Deshaun Watson would come to town and Jalen Hurts would no longer be on the roster for the Philadelphia Eagles and probably be moved to the Houston Texans. So then, theoretically, he'd have to learn an entire new scheme to try to get ready for the season within two weeks. You're correct. 17 games on the schedule with the Philadelphia Eagles, just the way the offense is going to operate, and particularly offenses around the NFL, it's a throwing league now. If you play 17 games, you're not throwing for 3,700 yards. Not only are you a bad football team, you're probably not going to be a quarterback all that much longer in the NFL. NFL, it's outside of like a Lamar Jackson who would get away with running for 150 yards a game, throwing a couple touchdown passes, and not really so much worried about the yardage in itself. But you are correct here. With an underplay for a props total in the NFL, technically by game one, Kevin, you are winning. You will be winning that bet for, what, 85% of the season, and then it's up to those <laughs> last couple games if you stay healthy and play well to sort of cross over that threshold. But you are correct there. If you're looking at a Jalen Hurts number, 3750, wait a second. He plays 17 games in Philadelphia because, again, we look at this from a perspective of when I talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars where you have Trevor Lawrence. Joe Flacco is not coming on the field in game eight if Jalen Hurts is, you know, if the Eagles are two and six at this point heading into week nine. There's no point to move on from him because you're just trying to see what he has and can he resurrect the season for the Philadelphia Eagles. So he should play all 17 games if he's healthy. He should get that 37-50. But if Deshaun Watson comes to town, throws that right into chaos. There's just, there's so many avenues for you to hit unders, even though often we talk about, no, there's a little bit of juice to this over. The avenue of might not be on the roster is a one that's probably only unique to Jalen Hurts. Like, like if you look at every other quarterback here, they're all the, clearly the starting quarterback for their teams. And then there's Jalen Hurts. And like, even if they did trade him to the Texans, by the way, I don't know if he's going to start. I mean, Tyrod Taylor, they have no allegiance to Jalen Hurts. It might just be a, hey, do you want Jalen Hurts? Like, sure, you can have, we don't have any use for him now because we have Deshaun Watson. Really, really fascinating stuff. One other story that I'm going to bring up here, you know, quarterback controversy is, I guess, the name of the game these days. Kirk Cousins is having a real interesting offseason, no (laughs) doubt about it. And we'll expand on the Vikings and their chances as a playoff team coming in, but Donnie, Kirk Cousins goes on the COVID-19 list due to you know, close contact. He comes back, and, and basically people are like, tell it straight. Are you going to get vaccinated here? He's not. Mike Zimmer's furious. He thinks this is a massive disadvantage for this football team. Not good in Minnesota right now. No, quarterback room's too small. we got to change rooms. I want to put plexiglass between me and the team. Full well known, you're in a huddle every single play in the NFL. Nothing is making sense in Minnesota right now, Kevin. No, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. We'll transition over to hot and not. Keep it right here on the early line.
Congratulations. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. Hey, things are heating up behind the scenes. The Eagles-Cowboys battles are getting intense. Just wait till we break down West Virginia in hour number two. That's when things will really get spicy. Oh, yeah. uh, here's the thing, though. We were just talking about Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm not going to turn this into a whole get vax, don't get vax thing. That's besides the point right now. The reality is... Mike Zimmer, the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, is at every single press conference pleading his team to get vaccinated, and his star multi-million dollar quarterback just did a whole press conference of, no, I, I'm doing my own research. I, well, D- Kirk, have you talked to the NFL guys who are telling you to do it? Well, nah, not really, but I'm all over it. Don't, don't worry about it. We'll put some plexiglass in the quarterback room. and This is just a fascinating thing to me, Donnie, because – you're dealing now with a situation where there is going to be a little bit of division, I do think, in that locker room, and not just from player to player. Like, I don't think Mike Zimmer is showing up to Minnesota day in and day out anything other than absolutely livid with Kirk Cousins. He absolutely has to be. I mean, Kirk Cousins makes a lot of money. The key to your NFL season is through your quarterback in most instances here. You're already having issues here early in August. But the best part of it, like, have you seen Mike Zimmer over the past couple of years? The guy's coaching like an eye patch, like he's a pirate on the sideline. Like, that guy <laughs> is old, he's gruff, and he just wants to be there. Like, I'm sure he could have taken the season off, right, Kevin? Hey, guys, I can't see, but you know what? I'm still going out there with one eye and going to coach this football team. And all he's asking is for some support around the team saying, hey, guys, let's Watch out for each other. Let's get through this season. Because, again, if the season doesn't happen or if we don't play football games and miss it, everybody misses game checks. And, oh, yeah, we're not rescheduling anymore, the NFL says. We're taking forfeits here. So every day you show up as a head coach going, I'm not even so sure we're going to make it to the starting line at this point. And then you have your quarterback mm-hmm. on national TV, you know, making these gestures. If you could say, like, hey, I'm going to just box me in right here when you talk to me. When I go out on the field, I'll call the plays from a bubble, and then we'll take the snap, and I think we'll be able to work this thing out. Oh, yeah, by the way, we already moved quarterback room, so I think this is going to be behind us. Meanwhile, imagine Zimmer sitting in his office around noon eating lunch, and, you know, the NFL Network comes out of just a news snippet, and he sees Kirk Cousin explaining that he's going to put plexiglass around himself it's got to be a wild scene up there in minnesota just watching this play out and here's the other thing just so like people are are fully aware 
they don't like Kirk in Minnesota. They were rumored to be trying to trade up for Justin Fields. Every single offseason, they're like, hey, you think Kyle Shanahan will trade for Kirk Cousins? Because, I mean, Minnesota doesn't really want the guy. Like, I think Zimmer's been over Cousins since he signed on the dotted line. I mean, remember, like, Case Keenan went out there. They were phenomenal. They got absolutely obliterated by the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Kirk Cousins was going to come out there. If that's what they did with Keenum, imagine what they do with Kirk. Hardly make the playoffs is apparently the answer here. But, Donnie, that's where we go to hot or not. Hot or not, the Minnesota Vikings will make the playoffs. This is an interesting one. I'm actually going to go hot on this today because it comes down to me for one game on the Minnesota schedule here. And keep in mind as well, used to be six teams make the playoffs, Kevin. Now seven teams make it in, so you get that little expanse. I have them sitting right on the threshold in 2021. A couple games could go their way, a couple games go against them, but I have them right around 500 at 9-8, and eight, which could be good enough. You saw it last year, the Chicago Bears sneaking into the playoffs with that 500 record. I think that's about what it takes. But get this, if we're taking a look at who they need to beat and knock out, the NFC West is going to beat each other up during the division all season long. Not an easy win inside the division for any one of those football teams. But get this, week two, which the Minnesota Vikings do play the NFC West, they're going to go on the road and play the Arizona Cardinals. Why is that so big? Hey, it's only week two, Donnie. They can respond. Wait till the end of the season when you're jockeying for a playoff position to get in. Oh, yeah, the tiebreaker is going to go to the team that wins this game. So if we're looking from a perspective, and even if they lose that game, which I technically have them losing right now, if they can win that game, that possibly could put them around 10 wins and give them enough of a tiebreaker to get in the playoffs. They're not beating Green Bay in this division. There's no pathway for me to see the Minnesota Vikings winning the NFC North at this time. They're going to have to get in by wild card, and that game two against the Arizona Cardinals is going to be a monster game for who I think is going to get in the playoffs. But as it sits right now, if they are healthy, I'm going to take them, Kevin, to get in the playoffs. That's hot. It's enough for me. Again, the coach doesn't like the quarterback. Not great. (laughs) They don't have a pathway, as Donnie said, to winning their division. That's bad as well. Their two Bears games, weeks 15 and 18. Why is that relevant? Justin Fields, not Andy Dalton. I think I'd much rather take my chances at beating up Andy Dalton as opposed to Justin Fields. And again, if if you look at it here, look, I'll just say this right now. Everyone's going to tell you that the NFC is going to be the worst division in football. Every single one of those teams, except for Dallas, is going to be below 500. It doesn't work that way. Like, wake up. This is not how the NFL works. Every single time that we're supposed to realign football and just the best records get in, no more division winners, no more AFC, NFC, that stuff's always an overreaction. It never plays out that way. There's four legitimate contenders in the NFC West. The NFC South has probably the NFC's best team in Tampa Bay, plus a Saints team that are always perennial postseason contenders here. This is a not on me. It's a pick em price. I'm out on the Minnesota Vikings here. I'm moving past that group, no doubt. Let's stick with the NFL, though. C.D. Lamb. Again, I talked about this the other day. Every single day, C.D. Lamb highlight, C.D. Lamb highlight. Dallas Cowboys just got involved with the NFL Hall of Fame game. They sure could have used C.D. Lamb out there on the field if they wanted to help some folks who bet the over. It is what it is. But, Donnie, hot or not, C.D. Lamb will lead the Dallas Cowboys in receiving. I'm going to go hot on this. And the reason being is, you know, he's still a younger football player. He doesn't have any injuries behind him. And also when you take a look around that locker room, there are some wide receivers that are talented. Amari Cooper, we're looking at you, but also often injured as well. I think he's an emerging breakout star in the NFL last year, Kevin, 935 yards receiving. Hey, that's pretty good here. Dak had a great, wait, no, no, no. 
Dak was gone through about the first quarter after the first quarter of the season, and he still was able to produce at an elite level. And you are so correct. If you're watching social media, if you're reading between the lines out there in Dallas, the superstar of their training camp is C.D. Lamb, and rightfully so. One of those players we thought so highly of coming out of school at Oklahoma and sort of fell into the Dallas Cowboys' lap. A very good wide receiver. He's going to have a great season this year. No reason to believe he doesn't surpass his 935 yards and get to that 1050 marker. I do believe he can get over 1,100 yards receiving. But at the same time, Kevin, as you're looking at these numbers, what are we still factoring in for that as well? A healthy Dak Prescott, which now we get Mm -hmm. that rumors out there, hey, maybe this is a little bit more serious. Maybe he can't throw it downfield. If you have an active and healthy Dak Prescott, he cruises, Kevin, over that 1050 number. Yeah, see, and that's the reason I wanted to phrase, like, if you think that this is hot, that he will lead them in receiving, then you have to be playing his over number. Amari Cooper does have a higher receiving yard over under on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Amari Cooper's number checks in at around 1,200 on FanDuel, but I really do think there's a good chance here. And yeah, it's 1,200 and a half for Amari Cooper. I think there's a real chance for CeeDee Lamb to lead this team in receiving. We we only hear good stuff out of him. Plus, Amari maybe a little bit banged up. I think there could be a lot of... Again, if Dak Prescott's going to throw for 5,000 yards, then give me a Michael Gallup number two, and I'll just keep playing their wide receiver numbers over for season-long props. How about we go back to the Philadelphia Eagles? This is basically the main question here, Donnie. Hot or not, the Eagles should let Jalen Hurts be their starter this season. I don't know if they should let him be the starter. Should he be? Yes. But if there's a better quarterback out there on the table to improve your squad who you don't think Jalen Hurts can carry it, then absolutely not. You shouldn't just let him play. There's twofold into this. The Eagles know Jalen Hurts better than anybody. They drafted him. They had him in the building. They are watching him each and every day in practice. There is a reason, again, why they haven't anointed him the next starter in Philadelphia over the next 10 years. Get your jerseys. We're putting up banners around the stadium, and we're going to lead every single thing off with how lucky we are to have Jalen Hurts. That's not happening here. So if he plays this season, also take a look, Kevin. Is it one of those things from a Philadelphia Eagles perspective where you don't want Jalen Hurts to play the full season? Because what happens if, let's just say, Deshaun Watts sits this season out, right? The Philadelphia Eagles have the ammunition. Carson Wentz still plays really well and is healthy in Indianapolis, and they turn that second rounder into a first rounder. So they have three first picks to offer, and you look back at the Philadelphia Eagles season, who maybe they won, went 4-13. and 13. You know what Houston's going to say? <laughs> you really need a quarterback, don't you? I know last summer we were looking at two first rounders in a second. I know you need a quarterback because Hurts wasn't that good. How about four first rounders and two second rounders now? And what are the Eagles going to do? Their bargaining chip is gone. So if, if Jalen Hurts does play well this year and plays extremely well, maybe that does go in their favor. But there is a reason why this is still a, hey, everybody's going to compete for a quarterback position when we know in Philadelphia that shouldn't be the case. Look around the league, even with the rookie quarterbacks. Justin Fields, oh my goodness, they're saying. Gushing everything out of Chicago is amazing with this kid. Trey Lance, he's had like two snaps with the first team, with the first unit. Hmm. And everyone, oh my. He is so talented. I can't wait to get him on the field. Here in Philadelphia, we can't even say who's the starter, even though Joe Flacco has no chance of being the starter here in Philadelphia. So I'm going to go not on this one, Kevin. For me, it's hot, Donnie. I don't know what's going on with Howie Roseman, but it seemingly this is the old Gruden adage. His favorite quarterback is his next quarterback. I tell you this, and, and you know, Donnie, you weren't here with us on the early line back when there, the rumors were coming out that this team was going to draft a quarterback, and I lost my mind each and every single time. 
Like, they, they paid Wentz. They immediately draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. I don't care what anybody says. It clearly messed with Wentz's mental. And then we're just doing it again. And here's the thing, Donnie. Sure, they can lose leverage on the Watson situation. Here's the reality. Just so everybody, there's no such thing as overpaying a talent like Deshaun Watson. I'll tell you this right now. If the end of the day, the Eagles give up seven first-round picks, but they end up with Deshaun Watson, you know who wins that deal? The team that has Deshaun Watson. Ask the New Orleans Pelicans who won the deal between them and the Lakers when they traded Anthony Davis. So I don't care about that. Figure out if Jalen Hurts is worth anything, Donnie. And here's the thing. If he is... Then they have Jalen Hurts, and then they could still trade him if it needs to come down to it for Watson. And if he's not, and they're terrible, then they can draft a quarterback this year. And if they need to trade up in the draft to draft a quarterback, they're perfectly equipped to do that. It just feels short-sighted to me. And by the way, if the roster changes and you really desperately, desperately need to trade... Get involved in the Rodgers sweepstakes. I still don't think he's going to play past this year in Green Bay. Donnie, just let Jalen... And I'll tell you this right now. Like, if, they, if we do some bizarre thing where Joe Flacco starts week one, like, catch me oh. rocking a, a New York Jets hat or something. Because, like, I'm not doing that nonsense. <laughs> and that's not happening no way, no how. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's crazy because this could all be put to bed. It's great because us being in the content business, day-to-day, is Deshaun Watson coming? Is he not coming? Where is he going to go? Is Jalen Hurts going to be the starter? It's great stuff, and maybe that's what they want to do just to stay on the back page to keep their name in the news. But certainly the Philadelphia Eagles aren't helping their young quarterback, which they didn't help Carson Wentz by drafting a quarterback, and you are so correct here. Like drafting a quarterback, you know, you have Wentz, he's going to get out of town, you got to pay him a lot of money. You drafted Jalen Hurts because he was supposed to be the future. That's why you spend the second round pick on a quarterback. And then you say the following year, you're going to draft another quarterback, which means we made a mistake drafting the first quarterback in Wentz and then double down with another mistake with a second rounder in Jalen Hurts. Interesting stuff continues to come out here in Philadelphia. And I'm sure, Kevin, there was going to be a lot of hotter knots throughout the rest of the summer with where Deshaun yeah. Watson is going as well. And they spent second round picks are not meaningless. That's what Tennessee gave up to get Julio Jones. Like, don't be like, ah, they spent a fifth on Hurts. No! This is a 53rd overall pick. Like, this guy has three starts, basically, if we remove the nonsense Washington game. He beat the Saints, who couldn't be beat. He had a four-total touchdown game with 400 total yards of offense. And then the Dallas thing didn't work out as well, but he still had, again, 400 total yards of offense. What is going on? I don't know. I don't know. It's bizarre stuff. Here's what I do know. is We're going to take a break here on the early line. We come back. We stick in the world of football. But European football. It's a massive rumor around one of Donnie's favorite players in the world. He might have inside sources on this. We'll find out. We'll talk a little Leo Messi on the other side. Sometimes winning just... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. 
coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we got one more hot or not for you, and it is around quite possibly the biggest athlete in the world. Lionel Messi is out at Barca, a rumor that comes up every single transfer window, but this time, apparently, it is true. They cannot come to terms on the agreement, but they did come to terms, but La Liga's not letting it happen here. Barca's dropped back to plus 200 to win La Liga after this news, but Donnie, Again, you know the story very well. Hot or not, Messi will join a Premier League club. I think he should. I think that should be hot here. And again, you're talking about one of the biggest leagues in the world. It's interesting that Messi has stayed in La Liga for this long, but he's a billion-dollar franchise business. But I got one for you here, Kevin. I mean, he can go to Serie A down in Italy and play. Sure, he can go EPL or he can go La Liga. But how about this? I mean, you want to talk about shifting the soccer world. Can you imagine a bidding war in the Scottish Premiership League between Dundee and Dundee United, one of these guys picking Mm. up? Or how about Hibernian, Livingston, Motherwell? They could get in on the bidding and have this happen but I do think Lionel Messi after it's all said and done here will stay in La Liga and probably stay there with Barcelona it only makes sense but I got to tell you the jerseys they would sell if he goes over to the heart of Midlothian in the Scottish Premiership would set the world up I mean that's that's where he's got to go somewhere like that no it's it's look it's it's something he should consider he also could come to look a real league MLS I mean you you want to talk about you know competition Real Sociedad or NYCFC I mean you tell me you tell me I mean Leo Messi realistically the absolute best scenario here I know it's like PSG is very likely because they have more money than like the planet I get it if he can some I don't know if people be in for this I'd be in for it I mean as a soccer guy my opinion matters way more than the rest of you anyway like join Ronaldo like just join Ronaldo That'd be tremendous action. That's all I want to see. Why not? Like, if Durant and LeBron play together, I'd be into it for, like, a little bit. Then it'd be maybe a little bit annoying. Messi and Ronaldo, Donnie. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. But I got to say, though, Scottish Premiership Leagues, ever since I was five or six years old, the first time I went to see Ross County versus Motherwell, I'll remember that for the rest of my life, Kevin. Big yeah. fan. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good point there. I know he had a couple ownership uh, stakes in that one. All right, hour number two <laughs> is next. you're a winner you get good at spotting advantages like us sports gaming strategies and expert information Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) that's definitely not a problem Uh, Reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks oh yeah that's me Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.